Ayo. Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yizzo! All right, everybody, as you can hear, Shanti is not here with me today, but it's all good. She's actually in Philly uh, vending at Love Park for the Sable Collective, which is her online boutique that she owns. And this was like a very impromptu kind of last minute, I got to get them while they're here mm-hmm. <laughs> episode. But I am joy. I'm I'm on the couch. Listen, I'm on the couch with fancy people. I'm fancy adjacent. I say that all the time. Fancy adjacent. I am. I'm fancy adjacent <laughs> as fuck. Fancy. Yeah, no um, But I am on the couch with Dio Kenny. Yo. Uchi Agata and no. Rala Agata. I'm saying it right? Uche. I fucked it up. Uche. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why would you... You think of Chi Uchi? It's so I'm thinking of Chi, <laughs> yeah. and it's very colonizer white coming out of me. I apologize. That's my mom's side. Oh no! But um, colonizer white. <laughs> I apologize. I fucked it up. No, but I'm really honored to be here and and um, with you. And for those of you that don't know, um, these are these are actors. These are fancy young thespians. Thespians. <laughs> you can hear not them. Fancy. Yeah, you are fancy. Ah, or I. It's cool. But no, they they are actually all in the upcoming movie Rise that is going to be on Disney Plus, which this is not a sports cast, but I do sneak sports in here sometimes. because you're just trying to find a reason to talk about Allen Iverson. <laughs> Shanti, well, that's the only time I can get Shanti to talk about sports and be arguing over that. But the, the movie is based off of the early parts of Giannis Antetokounmpo's life, who Correct. if you don't know, um, won the finals last year. Mm-hmm. He's the MVP of the league. Also, Nigerian man, mm-hmm. born in Greece. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that because that was tricky. Mm-hmm. Had, didn't have a country to claim for mm-hmm. the first 18 years of his life crazy. because of the crazy-ass laws in Greece Insane. when it comes to Insane citizenship, numbers. which is mm-hmm. just wild. Um, but yeah, I want you, everybody, just say hello. Go ahead. Oh, am I waving to the camera? You can wave to the camera. <laughs> if you're on Patreon, you can see these. Yeah, you can go first, Rob. All y'all okay. single, too. So if people hit me up. Uh-oh. These ones, are, he's too young. <laughs> I said, he's the star. He plays guys. I don't care. He's Amen. too young. Not even old enough I'm protective over yet, him. Okay. I've seen <laughs> him in action. I said, you're not even old enough to drink yet. Oh, blast. Hey, he, oh. <laughs> Listen, bro, I'll do what I want. <laughs> do what That's I want true. when I want. Tricky. He said, I'm a star. I do what I want. Big well, facts. go from Relax. this way down. So I'm Rala Gata. I played the Nasus in the movie Rise. Who's the Nasus? The Nasus is Giannis's older brother. He also plays on the same team as Giannis. He won a ring with him last year. True. And he is also Uche's brother in real life. Which is uh, incredible. Yeah. Brothers, we gotta get that. brothers in a movie. Yeah, we'll get into that. I'm Dio Kenny, obviously. And I play Charles Aditokumbo. And I'm playing the parent father of Giannis Antanasis in the movie. I am Uche Agar. I play Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
And uh, again, he's uh, he was a back-to-back finals. I'm sorry, back-to-back Talk NBA it. Talk MVP. Talk about it. Talk about 50 it. 50 points in game six, because finals MVP. Talk he about act it. like he did it. Hey, a part of me did it. If you're fancy adjacent, he's athletic adjacent. There it is. It is very true. You're right. Say less. Dio, I think that people would be familiar with you. Mm-hmm. One, I want to tell people like how we even know each other. He's rocking his PVO hat. If always. you hear me on this podcast, you know I always talk about my Nigerians. Yeah. And if people mm-hmm. know them as that. They're like, we haven't heard much. Of, like literally we'll yeah. tweet, we haven't heard about your Nigerians lately. I'm like, I <laughs> know. Cool. They all boot up with their ladies. Um, but Dio, I met. Mm-hmm. Um, were you were you in Ghana that You weren't in Ghana that year, were you? Yeah, it was. You were? Mm-hmm. I did not meet. I was at Dio's. Yeah, we, it was hectic. It was a it lot was going hectic, on. Mm-hmm. But I ended up meeting Chi from PVO there. Right. We saw each other at an art gallery here mm-hmm. um, and then just never looked back. Mm-hmm. And so he brought me into the fold. And Dio, I was like, oh, Dio, why does Dio look so familiar? And she was like, oh, you saw the Hunger Games? And I was like, yeah. so <laughs> he, he said was it just, just like that, I'm sure. Like, he was like, yeah, it's a boy from the Hunger Games. I was like, okay, yeah. say less. Got mm-hmm. it. He's an actor. Okay. Yeah. So I think that people will be familiar with, with you from, way. obviously, the Hunger Games, but you have done much, many other things. So please spit yeah. that out. Obviously, us. yeah, the Hunger Games is the one that jumps out immediately because that was my first job. Which is, Which also is crazy. incredible. Yeah, talk about that. In, in Hollywood. And so, yeah, did that. And then that spawned into a whole, it was such a big snowball mm-hmm. to get as your first job. And so, right after that, I did Spectacular Now with Miles Teller. And then that rolled into Runner Runner, you know, with Justin Timberlake and Ben Affleck. And then eventually got on Shades of Blue with Ray Liotta and Jennifer Lopez. And Terminator Genesis happened. Emperor. Which is, Emperor eventually happened. What was the last and, one? Um, that fucking one where they was eating people. Fresh. That one was oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. That was a good ass <laughs> movie. I was like, Dio got me watching what the... I, was, I love that movie. Stress. I love that yeah. movie. I really did my, that movie really because, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest of, of five and I have three sisters. And I just thought um, this is a movie that women would get a kick out of watching. It's such a great date movie. You is know it? What I, mean? I think so. <laughs> Think about from a, from, think about, think about it from a from, from a guy's perspective, right? If you're going on a date with a woman and you go, you watch that movie and it's so scary. And, and like, for people who don't know what we're you. talking about, are you about? sure she's gonna hold on to you? Absolutely. Let's say this is the first date and she sees that. She's like, yeah, not at all. All you gotta be is a gentleman. No, I have to point something out. Is that in this movie? If you spoiler alert, basically there is a man who's just, you know. Too too good, too goddamn good. Good to be true. To be true, and he ends up kidnapping these women and eating their bodies. He Mm -hmm. enjoys their flesh and selling it, and sells it, and has like dinner parties, y'all. It's it's very tricky. Mm -hmm. But Dio is in the movie, yeah. Um, and and Dio. Didn't really help. Nah. I was like, Bro, I thought he was going to. And I said, nah. I was going to save the day. And he drives up to like try to find his homegirl because he's like yeah. tracking her phone, which is also strange. She, well, she, she gave, gave him, him oh, okay, the location. Right. She gave him the location. Okay. Right. Send me the location. And so. <laughs> right. And then he drives up and he's yeah. the sides. And I was proud of you in this moment. I was like, right. okay, protect black men and put mm-hmm. yourself first. But this Negro right. just drove off. He's like, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. We see, we see when you when you break it down, 
Right. <laughs> no. Y'all? Antoinette, would you spit on your ex if they were on the floor? Absolutely. On fire? I would do anything for any one of my exes. Oh, there you go. Well, you had great situations. Well, that's his no, ex. I did it, but I'm they're human beings. Oh, they, oh right, they're grace. human beings. Now, nah, listen, that's his ex. You know, he did his. You know, he did his due diligence. He went to look after her. He could he hurt did a gunshot. Not do said, enough. You know what? <laughs> wait, 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 let's get into that. Sense. Is that how you protect? Let's talk about that. Oh, see, <laughs> now I am not my character. <laughs> I, am, I am an advocate for the characters that I play. Meaning, I don't have to agree with what they do, but I have to understand what my character does. Of I think course. that's a you big misconception. People always say, "Don't." People always say you should love the characters you play. I disagree. I don't think you have to love the character you play, but you're right. You don't judge the character. Yeah. I have to understand their motives on how they're thinking. Yeah, I wouldn't react that way because Dio Kenny, like I grew up with women. You know, what I mean, I have three sisters, my mother. Let's get so, into how we grew up. Yeah. Well, when you have three sisters and a mother, but do you mm-hmm. have a lady? Right now, that's no. going to be the question. Right no, now, no, no, I'm single. He's too young. I'm not. Going <laughs> Do you have a lady in your life yeah, or a, a man, whoever, right non-binary person? Girl. <laughs> yeah, okay. I... Y- yes. Yes, I do. Oh, shout out to you, sis. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say whether or not you're? Th- I'm stressed. You you just look like a baby to me. I just um, want to protect you uh, at baby. all costs. I don't know why. I think because I saw you in action, and I was so concerned. So I saw him at the PVO party and I was I was watching your ass like yeah. what did I do? Yeah, uh, I would have been concerned. Too. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was living he was living his best he life. He was living his best life. I saw you you were around people that cared about you, but I was just like, this young man is about to be thrust into the spotlight. I'm because I just want to protect him. <laughs> I got common sense. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. So, okay. Say less. But what what was your question? Are you, do, do you want to say if you're single or not? Because they'll run oh, to your DMs. I'm not. I mean, I am single. Uh-oh. Are you sure? Is there anyone that thinks they're in a relationship with you? Nah, that's okay. a good question. <laughs> that's, that's how you gotta ask it. Well, you just had a Freudian slip right now. You said, <laughs> I no, I have somebody. I no, I'm, come on, man. You sounded, it sounded real dicey over here, man. Uh, he's nah, like, nah, I'm nah, in a relationship nah, nah. until the movie drops. There you go. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about how you how you grew up. Let's mm-hmm. talk about backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Because I y'all are New Jersey, but I need yeah. to understand how this movie came to be and all that. Dial, you start though, right? Because I just I love it here. Yeah, born in Nigeria. Born you know, in Nigeria. Yeah, my my father's Nigerian, my mother's Kenyan. Okay. Um, they met in they met in the states actually. They met in America in college, and then okay. after they were done with college and they got their degrees, they moved back to Nigeria. So, mm. um, my eldest sister was born in America though, but I was born in Nigeria. Uh, I was born in Jos, but if if you know geographically how Nigeria is, Jos is is in the north and it's Hausa. So my father, my family actually, even though we're Yoruba of the Yoruba tribe, a lot of them grew up in Hausa. So my father speaks Hausa very fluently. Like if he spoke, you thought you'd think he was a Hausa okay. man. But he also speaks Yoruba and speaks he speaks a lot of languages. So when I was born in Jos, my parents when we first moved back to Nigeria, and then when I was two, we moved to Lagos, which is the, the main city. So I grew up in Lagos. I'm a Lagos boy through and through. So born in Lagos, went to school in Lagos, and then when I was a junior in high school was when I moved to America. So I was 15 when I moved. You moved with your parents? That's crazy. Or you yeah. Okay. So we moved, we trickled. So like when we would get to college, we, all my siblings wanted to go to college in America. So you know, college is when you, when you got shipped off to the States. So my sisters went, and slowly we were getting trickled. But when it got to me, um, my mother was ready to retire. And so... My folks started thinking about, I think we should just we should just move because the whole family's over there. That All my sisters are on the other side. So in terms of the balance, it started to tip over. So they didn't wait for me to go to college to move. They were like, let's just get you over there. And where did you move? Indiana. 
Indiana. In the Are you did you live in Indiana, Jake? Did you? What part? Wow. Oh, you in the sticks. <laughs> no, I was in I was in Indianapolis. Yeah, so I was in Indianapolis and then because my, my folks went to college in Indiana. That's the key. So they went to college in Anderson University. Oh, okay. IU party school. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um I know a whole bunch of people went to IU. So they went to AU and then we all went to the same college. So we were grandfathered into that. And then um so yeah, but I went to high school in Indiana, went to Heritage Christian, and then eventually went to Anderson University. So I was there for about six years, and then after that, it's such a different LA. approach. When I, when I'm always like when I when I meet folks who are from Nigeria, mm-hmm. and they're telling me about their upbringing, they're like, "Where did you go to school?" It's always all these different places, and they mm. traveled, and they're just yeah. so much more well versed, yeah, than most Americans. Because a lot of people will be raised in a state or a city, and then go to that that state school, stay there, and right. that's all they know. Yeah. And I'm, I had no idea that you lived yeah. in India. I'm like, did you even have a community there? Yeah. Of like people that, like you know, why did they pick? Right, Indiana? why did they pick? Indiana was, I mean, it just came down to what's the most affordable college situation. Okay. So because my folks had gone there, they have a program there that you can go to that school at a significantly lower oh. tuition. So like they like families coming to that school. So, and then the way my folks got there, my, my father's story is really the crazy one. I mean, he played basketball when he was growing up. You know anything about, you know, Indiana, like basketball is religion. Basketball is to Indiana as football is to Texas. Is that where the Hoosiers are? Yeah, the Hoosiers are. So, you know, he was recruited when he was young. But he's, my father's shorter than me, but he was a great point guard. Like he played really well. And then eventually got the chance to go to college in, in the States. And then when he got there, he dropped basketball. He's like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a basketball star. And so lost his scholarship and then worked his ass off to pay for school and then eventually went back to Nigeria. So you get to school after your father's like, yeah. this is ridiculous. And you're like, oh, I want to actually act. Yeah, he, he was Nigeria. cool with that. He was cool with yeah. it. Here's the thing. He would say, he, he, my father's a boss, honestly. Like he's really the definition of a man in every sense of the word. And I say that to say he does not, one of those people where, he doesn't know it, but he's always done the work on himself in his life. And he does not subscribe to what anyone else is doing. He's a singular individual. There are very few people like that that truly do not give a fuck what you think about them. But, and I think, but care deeply. But care deeply. It is, it is, it's weird because you feel like it's a juxtaposition that won't work in a human being, but it works so well in him in a sense. First of all, he married a Kenyan as a Nigerian. In yeah. the 70s? When you said that, I was like, wait. That's crazy. And his family made him eat a lot of shit for that. But he's like, no, that's, that's the woman I'm going to. So once my father does Ooh. that, he can't tell me what I can and cannot yeah, do I with see. my. You know what I mean? So he's already set up a runway for my life. And opened that, up possibilities right. for you. So it was difficult for him. I would say this. I wanted to, I wanted to go into acting really. I wanted to drop out of high school. And wanted to do it then. And he was like, I understand that that's what you want to do, but it's not smart, and here's the reason why. And I think you should go as far as to get a college degree, and then after that, do whatever it is. So okay. That's what I did. Because it made sense to me, unlike other Nigerian parents that I know who would just say no, and the Absolutely. answer would be because that I said That would have been our so. dad. Because I said so. Like, unless we got this, like, if we didn't get this movie, we said, oh, we want to be actors? Yeah. Nah. Right. And, and it paid off for me. And the reason why I would say that is because, you know, when I went to college, I went to college for visual communication. Accounting and business finance. 
those are three things I still use till today. Mm. Because visual communications design is marketing and branding. And as an actor, you're constantly marketing and branding yourself. Like that's how I even paid the bills. So I would do headshots for actors. I would do build websites. I would, you know, do branding. You put your reel on your website, you know. So I would go to mm. acting classes. I was arrogant. Not because I thought I needed the acting, which I found out I actually did. Shit actor. But I would do it to meet actors and to get the work. To get the work. And that's how I paid the bills. And then mm. you start networking with people as well. And then you find, oh, I'm shooting a little short film where I'm doing a little thesis thing. And there. you've designed the PVO branding. Yes, and every all of part that of that. Well. Yeah. The logo. Yeah, everything. And for people who don't know, PVO is the positive vibes only company right. that I always talk about. They don't just throw parties. They actually a lot of community outreach, Definitely. sentimental vibes for yeah, mental health dinner, mm-hmm, mental mm. health dinner, mm. very oh. dope stuff. I love that. I I I can see why you may have been interested in acting, especially if you're if you're growing up with someone who's seemingly so self aware, yeah, and observing that, and so you're kind of observing a human experience yeah. and being like, well, I want to tell stories. This is really yeah. interesting. And my father's an incredible storyteller. Ah. He is... You know how Jamie Foxx is so good at telling stories? Yeah. That's my dad. He can tell a story like nobody's business. He's a campfire, you know, the campfire guy. So I know I get it from him. I get it from him. And then my mother was a British literature professor. So oh. she knows prose and she knows story. And so when I was... I mean, I was reading Dickens when I was like fifth grade, mm. sixth grade. Yeah, you know, Jamie... Jane Austen, my mother loved all those stories growing up. So I was getting the African folktale from dad uh-huh. and the Western. So yeah, Duality I was born to be a storyteller. But yeah, he would say, you know, it was very tough for him. He was like, he did not know if, he, he won't cap. He's like, I don't know if you'll make it as an actor, you know, but I understand you have to go, so go and do it. But, you know, I remember I got a job at Apple right out of college. Mm. And I had to turn that job down because I want to be an actor. And my father could not understand Mm. Just couldn't wrap his head around it. That's really incredible. We'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. But that's really incredible, and um, for in on your end, and having the faith in yourself and the wherewithal to be like, nope, I'm go. gonna do it. Not the easiest thing to do. Very tough. Yeah. What about my Jersey, my jo- Jersey brothers? Mm-hmm. Well, our parents are. My dad is. Our dad is Nigerian. He's Igbo. Uh, Born in the village out there. I'm not sure. Which village? Nah. But. Yeah, Anambra. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. But <laughs> our mom is from Harlem, actually. So very different uh, parenting styles, upbringings, everything about that. Uh, did you want to act? Or did no. This, no. God. Oh. That's the thing. Like, this stumbled. <laughs> How exactly. did this happen? Because this, this is an incredible. This guy really threw me the alley for that. I didn't ever in my dreams think I was going to be an actor or anything like that. And then... It's fuck. giving Giannis. It's giving what Giannis did too. But yeah. Like, so you know, tell you how did this yeah. happen? It was crazy. Years ago, I had this little fad, like a, like a fad, or uh, I just, I kind of wanted to be... I was researching, yeah. like, yo, how, how does this stuff work? Like, what are the odds? And I, I don't and even want Yeah, I, I was thinking, like... You went down one of those rabbit holes of yeah. like investigating. Stuff. Yeah, and then like I remember watching a video of Matt Damon saying, "Don't do it." And someone asked him why he said that. He said, "If if someone's saying not to do it is enough to get you to not do it, then you shouldn't be doing it." Mm. And I said, "You know what? I, I, yeah, I got I, really, I got to try." It is. I, I I didn't really care for it, so I said, "I didn't. I'm not gonna." 
This isn't right. my, my passion. But anyway, so but years later, so what happened was one day I'm just laying in bed, right? Going on Instagram. I see a screenshot of Giannis's tweet that says, Disney's making a movie about me and my life, and they're, they're looking for actors to play me and my brothers. Incredible. Crazy. And whenever I played basketball, people would always say, oh, that's Giannis, because I was always the tallest guy on the court, always. Uh, yeah. And they do, yeah. Favorite. Yeah, pe- people have also said that I look like him. Um, but I said, you know what? I look like this guy. Why not? Fuck it. I can curse. Yeah. I, <laughs> I said, fuck it. Let me let, let me try this thing. So I sent in a picture of myself and uh then eventually did a self-tape, didn't hear anything for months. I didn't give a damn. I said, I'm not an actor. Who cares, man? I don't care if they skipped over me. The next thing you know, I get an email saying audition call a call back with the director. In my head, yo, a director of a movie? Yeah. That's crazy. So I got on that thing, and uh, you know, one of the first things someone said. Michael said to me, "Is like no matter what happens in this process, you got to continue doing this because you're Michael Morlani, very good. Michael Morlani, yeah, yeah, casting director. And uh, I said to myself, you know, I'm just reading words off paper. I love that. This is, I guess it's crazy. But then I got, I did another call back, and then eventually they told me I, I had it. Yeah, man. And then they in your go, first movie is a Disney it's, film. It's so insane. And, <laughs> Yo, and you're the lead. It's giving you know what, and you're the lead. The, the, you, have to, you have to finish the story because then they go, do you, do you have a brother? Like, no, wait, wait, oh, yeah, wait, wait, about that. a month so later. At, at this point, like, when he gets to the, the movie, right. everybody's just happy. I, I'm just so happy for him. I'm like, yo, that's my brother, this and that, just, like, posting it on everything. Yeah. I remember when they announced the cast, I was like, that's Thresh. I know who that is. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I was right. young, I used to love reading books and all mm-hmm. that, and I think that's part of, like, what helped me, like, with the storytelling and everything. Right. I didn't know that until after the movie. But like I remember, I was really into books and the Hunger Games. I was, I remembered you specifically. I was like, oh, he that, just this right. time twelve. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I remember him. I was like, yo, right. I remember I know, going. I, know who that is. I remember going. Rouse the one who took a he dragged not dragged, but for me, I just, <laughs> I just, I was like, I don't want to see this movie. Did I walked out like, yo, this movie is dope. Yeah. He talking but about like, Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he. That movie was fantastic. Gary Ross Ra- killed Ra- that always, first movie. I yeah. think he, yeah, because YA movies, it's very easy to get lost into like just casting beautiful people and getting lost in it. But he made it really pretty and real. That first movie was, and then Francis Lawrence directed the. You're really rest, attached but, to the, yeah. the characters. Yeah, but, but like, the f- so that was crazy. And then a few weeks later, they I'd say yeah, about a month later, they said to me, "Yo, Uche, do you have a, any siblings?" I said, crazy. "Yeah, I got, a, I got a brother. You know, older brother." He says he's gonna try out for Thanasis. We're still casting for that part. I said, I don't see why not. Oh, I don't that's cool. see why yeah, not. <laughs> so I <laughs> so, hit him up. I'm like, yo, they want you to try out for Thanasis, bro. So I he tells me this is like, yeah, I'll try out. And then like they send me the sides, and then like I'm reading it over. And then honestly, at first I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do this. I was like, I don't think like I'm not gonna be good. So like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't really don't. Bro, you are so good in the movie, bro. Oh my god, like I saw. Yeah, oh, we've seen it. Yeah, you've seen it. You're cool. yeah, yeah. You're so good in it, man. He, honestly, like, it's kind of disgusting. After seeing it, it's like, oh, thank I, god. I, <laughs> I was, I was grinning ear to ear because Raul, you come off so relaxed. Really, you really but do. Chill. I'm hearing, but can you hear and understand why? Yeah. Have you? So for people that don't know, I have a. I I have a background in theater. My degree is in theater. So I would sit in these rooms and watch these people go over lines and drive themselves crazy, crazy. trying to figure out how, how to be, what to be, who to be, instead of just living in the moment. E. That's, and that's being. the number one yeah. thing. And so the fact that you two are just 
you're just like, oh, Giannis tweeted some shit. I'm gonna go ahead and fuck that's, it. Why not? That's yeah. why it works. That's why it works. That's why it works. Because you, I, what, what makes me so happy about this story is that you're just open to the possibilities of life and you're showing up as yourselves fully and you're like, this is who I am. I'm down to do the hard work. And, but like, this is what I bring and like, Fuck it. Like, you either want it or you don't. There's no imposter syndrome, I hear. Uh, I don't know. Oh, no, there definitely is. We definitely went through that. But, like, I want to finish the story. Oh, please. But, like, yeah, I feel like this story is such an allegory for life. I almost made the biggest mistake of my life, really. I almost didn't do it. And then my mom's like, Really? I didn't even. are you, like, my girlfriend and my mom were looking at me like, I'm crazy. And my mom was like, Ryle, you know this is going to change your brother's life forever. I was like, Yeah. She's like, Listen, there's sometimes. When you see what's, what's for you, you got to take it. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to send it in. So I send it in the tape. Like, me and my brother read it. I was like, this is shit. <laughs> but good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it anyway. The worst they can say is no. Like, oh, okay. This is good. Like, send, send us some of your basketball. So I was like, okay, I know how to do that. I've right. been playing basketball since fifth grade. So I sent them in a basketball tape, and then they have us do a chemistry read. Like chemistry read with my brother should right, be, <laughs> be right. kind of easy, right. and then I think they had already chosen me. They did because that's right the way after, you told them. That's the way they told right them. after. So okay, you're gonna go to Hawaii with your brother, get your passport. You're gonna, you guys are gonna go to Greece, and all this is gonna happen in like five days. I'm like whoa, that okay. Yeah, um, that was yeah, crazy man. because the 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 allegory, or rather the the weird serendipity of the whole thing is. In real life, Giannis had to go to New York with his brother on this journey without their parents. And it's a journey that changed their lives forever. You guys had to come to Greece to make a movie as brothers to do something that could potentially change. It's so amazing. But it's also what I'm sure helps you live. And of course, the casting directors, I'm sure, knew that. Like They're going to be able to live, really breathe life into some of these scenes because this is going to be their experience. Yeah. You know, while filming, they're going to be like, well, shit, this is a, this is a lot going on. Yeah. Fuck it. I, yeah. We got each other. Let's go. That, that's exactly what it was. I remember first day on set, I'm in my trailer rehearsing my lines like, oh boy, this is yeah. <laughs> sweating bullets. And then we get out there, it's just me and Uche in the scene. He's like, well, got my brother with me. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do it. Yeah. And the second they say action, is like, okay, this isn't bad at all. This is, I'm chilling. Man, I don't. I think it would have been a lot harder if it, if my brother wasn't next yeah. to me, for real. But to add to that, like you know, I think there's. I won't call it luck. I think it's serendipity. I think it's blessing. But like, you also have to have the hard work to meet it. You know what I mean? And and just from being outside looking in, these guys did not want to lose. Like they wanted to win. I mean, like the the accents. You know, they had an acting uh, yeah. accent coach really diving into that really hard. Like being very specific every, with every scene. And, like, what I love about them as well is they are not afraid to ask questions. Oh, yeah, especially on the very that. first. I took advantage questions. of that. I said, I want to ask as many dumb questions <laughs> yeah. as possible. What's this yes. that? What's that? I love that. Yeah, that I, was, I was on set a lot, even when yeah. I wasn't shooting. I would go around just asking people questions. Oh, yeah, so what, what is this There's iPad? no way they didn't love yeah. that about you. And yeah, I'll but, tell you what, people who I've worked with, you know, that have gone to, you know, Tish or gone to all these big acting schools, right? Act like they know. They won't. That's the thing. It's It might be their first movie and they want to act like they know. And you look stupid when you do something where you clearly you don't know what the Everybody fuck you're doing. Everybody knows you don't know. Everybody knows you don't know what you're doing. So, like, yeah. 
I just love that about them. And I think in the movie, that's what... And our director, Akin Omotosho, I think that's another thing that he did. Say the name again. Akin Omotosho, who directed the movie. He's also Nigerian, uh, grew up in South Africa, uh, in Nigeria and South Africa. Great, kind, humble human being. And I think that's one thing, when he cast them, he was like, I want to preserve that with them, not overcoach them, because... Their style of acting is so natural that like anything extra will start to look get in their head. Yeah, it'll get into their head. So like there wasn't too much lofty like Meisner talk on set or Stanislavski. You know, it was just very much like just be natural, be you, and then just really uh obviously technical from a technical standpoint, you know, there's basketball that you have to get right, and then there's the accent that you have to get right. When I watched the movie, I the accent was the one I was like, we're good. Cause immediately they sound so perfect. Sonically, you guys sound so good. And I am am tough. I'm very, very tough. And Looking back on it, maybe I'm a little too uh, uh, critical of myself. But I kind of wish a couple of, I did a couple of things. I wish I was in the accent 24-7. That's one thing. And two, I wish I was on set. We shot 47 days. I wish I was there 47 of the 47. Mm, I was there a lot, but I could have been there more. I learned a lot from just watching you and yesterday. Like, there's scenes that aren't in the movie that I was able to learn from just by watching mm. in person. Mm. But uh, I mean, you, know, you learn from everything. And I, yeah, I, it's, yeah. No, no. Trust me, from the outside looking in, because I, I, first of all, getting used to hearing the sound of your voice is is a. It took a decade, so I'm sure with the accent you're gonna go, whoa. That, yeah, it's man. a it's a thing that. But trust me, it's in your. You head. You mean when you're. Watching back. When you're watching yeah, it back. you're watching the fun. You always have to have somebody, especially when you're doing accent work, you always have to have somebody who you love and trust who will tell you, you know, that's, that's garbage. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh-huh. who has a good ear for it, who can honestly t- give you real feedback. And I, there are a lot of things I can criticize about performance, and I can be straight with you guys, but on the voice work, it is spectacular work. I so promise what, you. What I'm hearing right now is, um, is a lot of mentorship and a yeah. lot of love. And I know that in this industry, right? That it it can be tricky. Um you could have stepped into a situation that wasn't as um welcoming, that yeah. wasn't as kind, as patient. And I think that that's something that you you can create. And I think it's something that a lot of black actors need. So I'm curious to know what what was that? How did you offer each other help on set? What Moving forward, how can, like, this is something, to me, I hear this as like, yes, we're talking about a movie, but this is like, this is your life. Yeah. So how does that translate into like a daily practice of, you know, there's people doing, we always talk on this podcast about do it, do it when it's hard, do it when, do it scared, just do it. And it's hard to say that when people don't feel supported. And so I just want to know, like, how, how do you, how did you support each other and how can you challenge other people to offer that same support? Well, I'm going to be honest. At first, when we were first went to Greece and like the first few weeks there, I was feeling very much alone. Mm. Like I love my brother and all, but he's not a sappy type of guy <laughs> talking about feelings and stuff. Mm. So I was just like calling my mom, calling my dad, calling my girlfriend, like, yo, I don't got nobody here. Mm. And then there was one day that changed everything. Akin took us to Akin, Cabello, Tate, the DP, and Mobilaji Dawodu. He's the costume designer on the movie. They took us out to Mobilaji's place in mm-hmm. Greece, and we all just hung out, talked, like, 
they they talked about how much they wanted to support us and mentor us and everything. And like immediately a flip switch. I felt so much better and everything just like honestly, ever ever <laughs> since that it felt like I'm with my family. Honestly, that's it was really that's really interesting because like it felt like everybody on set what I was told is that it's that sets like that aren't very yeah. common. common. Yeah. yeah. It's like I f- it felt like a family, like everyone was cool with everybody. You know, yeah. I could ask anyone any question at any time. Yeah. And really anybody. I don't even have to know their name. Yeah. The real definite like family. And I also, you know, like even with Dio and Yeti, I would always ask them questions. And you know, they, they would always be there for me, always trying to give me detailed answers and explain why it is what it is. Manish too. Yeah, Manisha also. So Manish Dayal, he's uh, the actor who plays our agent. So I mean, I, I can't be any more grateful. I remember there was a day on set. Um, we were doing. We I had to do like some type of uh, dad scene. I was like, yo, I don't know really how to how to do this. Dial said, yo, just just he said one thing to me, and then they were. I, it made the whole difference, man. It was. Scene. I feel like it worked. Yeah. For me, like with these guys especially, was I just think back to my first thing and all the mistakes that I made, even in the negotiation process, even with when you get to set, how to you're going to be on set for a long time. You What's a long time? Because people think that acting is so easy. It's like, like 14, 16 hours. Sorry. What I'm going to say is going to sound crazy. I'm not going to compare us to some jobs out there. I was walking the streets of New York yesterday and I saw a garbage man out there and I was like, whoa. It, it was nasty. Yeah. So we're not, I'm not trying to say what we do is hard at all. It's quite simple what we do for a living, but the hours are grueling and it is, it is exhaustive work, especially when you have to go to a, a, to a raw place. And like, you can shoot a scene for, you can really, I mean, our, our shooting days were long, but I mean, you're talking 15, 16 hours, 17 hours. You wake up in the morning, maybe 4 a.m., get to say, you have to go through hair and make, makeup. And then you're probably actually filming at what eight o'clock, and then you film till the sun goes down. You know what I mean? So it's a long, long time, and especially with preserving your energy. You know, just one of the things I want to tell the guys: like on the first take, you want to go about forty percent, and then as the day goes on, you increase your intensity because the camera gets closer. They always start with the wide, and they come to the middle. Then they do the two shots. Then they do the close-ups. So you want to save your energy. Because I, when I was younger on Hunger Games, I was going full tilt. Mm. And then by the time they get to the close-up... I can only imagine <sighs> what that's like. Especially Just this time, 12. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I've given you everything on the... You know, so that was one thing that... that I think it was Lenny Kravitz who, who gave me that one on, oh, wow. on Hunger Games. It was like, just take your time. Bro. So little things like that. And then um, and then not not being afraid to look stupid. Yes, because as Bro, an, that's yes. One. because acting is so, and it's even from the littlest things. That's in life. But it's in life as you know, well. I was watching. You have to commit. You have to commit. Have to commit. You know, and I mean, your first Yo, big scene was the, like the, the injury, injury scene. scene. Yeah. So let's go into your trailer and say, "Yeah, man, it's going to feel crazy." Bro, we're gonna do the scene a billion times. You're gonna feel crazy, but you have to commit. I felt insane, especially <laughs> when we were rehearsing it. Yeah. The the. <laughs> People were trying not to laugh at me, so I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah. But my brother, our, uh, the Amy, the what, what's her job? Oh, Amy's like the stunt coordinator. The stunt coordinator. Everybody was just like, because I'm like, ah, how was that? 
No, yeah. you, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you can't ask how, you can't, you can't, because it, it gives you comfort. You, you, you want to do, yeah, do it really quickly and get it over with, but it's like, no, like, and Aki does, Aki will refuse to call cut. Yes. Because oh cut God. bails, because oh. hearing bails cut on a set bails you out. He's on the ground. Ah, it's like it's like the Family Guy thing, you know, when he hits, <laughs> ah, yeah. and it just keeps going. going. And, and going. Aki will not call cut. So you're on the ground, go, and then Ra would just go, "Is that okay?" <laughs> like, no, you can't do that. You have to stay in it until it says cut. Yeah. yeah. And like Aki told me something when we were rehearsing that he's mm. like, "Yo, you feel self conscious." Yeah. And I'm like, "I didn't want to admit that, but it's like, all right, you got me on that one." He's like, "But don't worry, just commit fully." Yeah. And it'll get at you there. He's right. Yeah. One of the things I learned is like vulnerable, you just like you said, you can't be afraid to be vulnerable. And on, on top of that, like yeah. when the camera turns on, you're not exactly you. Like when the camera yes. turns on, you're not Uche. So Something you can do the, the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. But mm. at the same time, everybody there knows you're getting paid to do whatever the hell it is you're getting paid to do. So it's not like they'll look at you. You actually look more stupid if you go 40%. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like because you're not committed. Yeah. yeah. Like why? It's like what does this guy get here? I'll tell you, not a funny story, but in in retrospect, it was exactly what was supposed to happen. I remember it was on Hunger Games, going back to the beginning. Woody Harrelson's first day. I said I was not working that day. I said I gotta go see this because I I mean I've loved Woody since White Man. And this is your first acting role. And I (laughs) get there. First of all, his trailer is an old school bus that he's converted into a trailer. And it just, just the weed coming out of that thing. <laughs> no. Smelling the weed. <laughs> and you know, he, and he comes down and he's in character. Hey man, what's going on? Thresh, right? I'm like, this guy is not ready for work. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is, you know, and he goes over to Gary. He's like, you know, Gary, I think I'm gonna, yeah. That's how he, I'm like, Wow. And I'm like, okay, I'm watching him to see if he's going to actually prepare his lines. Because sometimes you can watch an actor, like, you know, I'm trying to think of somebody, like, um, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Amelia Clark, mm-hmm. who I did. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, uh, Who's Amelia Clark? Amelia Clark plays Khaleesi in Game of Thrones, right? Okay. This subtle and, flex was brought to you by... <laughs> that's what Mandy always does. No, I was, I was feeling it. Right, 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 right. Self flex. Um, humble flex. But, like, she's the kind of person, like, in between takes, she'll be... Like rehearsing yeah. lines, so she's trying to stay in it, right? So sometimes I'll just watch people just to see what do you do right before a take. Like, what's what's your secret sauce? Woody Harrelson was just filling up, and I yeah. tell you, right up to you know sound speed, roll little. He's still bullshitting, still bullshitting. Just and when they say action, Katniss, what we need to do? Laser fucking focus. He never flubs, ever. That man yeah. never flubs a line, ever. There are people who are crazy like that. That's insane. So, right, right. So that kind of, and I, and I think, I mean, listen, I flub all the time, but like I subscribe to that. I'm method acting is cool and all that, but like I, when I watch myself back, I love being comfortable. I love to see that I'm relaxed. And sometimes like being over tight for me doesn't quite work for me. So sometimes like we should be like, yo, what do you, what do you do? Why are you, what, why are you doing this? Da, da, da. I'm like, everything I do is about being comfortable. Everything. Some days it's about staying in it, like staying in the accent. Some days it's about just fucking around. It just like we just goof around before a take. I'll, like, <laughs> yeah, man, it'll be rolling. Sound yeah. speed. Pictures up. Uche, your flies down. Yeah, I say. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would fuck with them like that because sometimes, like you know, some scenes you feel like, oh, you got to be overly heady in it. Yeah, got to be. And I can see sometimes I could see them almost going into the preparation too much. It's like, I think the most oh. incredible part of the process 
is or for me was when I would sit there and like I was talking about this double consciousness and I would hover over myself and be like, this is actually life. Yeah. Like this is a play within a play within a play. Because I'm listening to you and Dial when we first met, I, I said this off off camera, but I was like, Dio is so media trained. <laughs> uh, we uh, we were doing a PBO podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this guy is buttoned up. He knows exactly what to say. He in knows how to toe the line and still still get across what he's trying to get across. But not he's not gonna offend anybody. Nope. He's not it, it's gonna be very he's he's very cognizant of how he presents and how he is received. We call it, it, we call it we call it the Jay Leno training. Okay. The Jay late Leno training. You gotta be the late, late night, night, at, at late night training. Yeah. But I saw that and thought I want to see him mm-hmm. outside of this setting, like when sure. he's not speaking. And I was like, oh, same dial, seemingly. Mm-hmm. And so, and there was just chaos all around, and you were still dial. And so I can see how in Woody, seeing Woody Harrelson move in the way that he's moving, yeah. would, you would be like, this is lightweight making me uncomfortable, and yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. But I, I would challenge you to... to I don't know if there is a space, but to figure out where that freedom exists in For you. Me, while I'm between action and cut. In life, too. Be between I'm, In that's, life, that's my between journey. action yeah, and cut. Yeah, that's the journey that I'm on. Because there yeah. are always times when you have to be buttoned up in this way, mm-hmm. right? But there, there are those times. Like, I admire, this is crazy, but I admire, I'm half, you know, my mother is white. When I see white people dance their ass off and they sing, uh, they, yeah. no rhythm. Yeah. They just, and oh, don't my, oh care. my God. And, and are they committed. Just committed. Yeah. And yeah. showing up watching. as themselves. Right. Like no one's watching. And that is what you have to do in front of a fucking camera. Right. And that's so vulnerable and so hard. Yeah. And like, but so exciting and like the most freeing feeling yeah. when you can do it. Yeah. But you know, so what's crazy is to, to go back to your point, Antline, and this is, you are 100% right about me in that way. <laughs> But it's weird because people always think it's an oxymoron that, you know, I chose to be an actor. Because in real life, I'm, an, I'm the observer. No. And I, that, I swear to God. I'm that makes sense. To, Actors observe everything. But pe- I'm talking about people who don't know what okay. we do and why we do what we do. People from the outside looking in, they think, oh, you're an actor. You want to be ostentatious. You love oh. the stage and you love to, which is, trust me, there's an aspect to that. I mean, we're all human beings. You yeah. know, there's, Ego, there, is right? an, there is a lore to be wanting to be loved and doted on and being paid ridiculous amounts of money to be play a superhero or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's something attractive about that. But like when I think about the movies that I watched growing up, there weren't those movies really, which is another thing that I had to learn. And we can talk about that later, which is, you know, really going, when you get into the business, you start to see things and the business makes you want those things. And then I had to go back yeah. and say, oh, that's cool. But like, that's not the stuff that I fell in love with when I got into this game. You know what I mean? So I had to relearn that. But like, I truly am. A, I'm, I'm an observing person. Like I, I'm cool with just being in the room, and that white person is dancing, going all out. That's giving me all the joy. Like I don't. In life, it's gonna sound crazy. Maybe I, like I said, I'm still on that journey, and I guess I'll figure it out. But like in life, I don't really that. To be to be that big does not really excite. It doesn't me. have to be big. It doesn't have to be big. That's true. It's free. But just free. I guess I feel like I'm free. I mean, here's okay. the, I guess I'm on that journey. But I will say there is a freedom that I do experience on a set when I get to explore and I get to play and go and go really big and go really small that I, I don't get in my life. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You're right. I do think that, yeah, to be able to get that while I'm not working, there is a joy in that. Yeah. There is a joy in that. It's a, I, I find that um, the same thing, I stepped away from acting because I didn't feel free mm, interesting. from the business side of it. And I was oh, like, this another... is like, I'm not living my life like this. Yeah. I'm going to create my own shit with my own platform. If there's a project I want to do, whether it's a, I don't know, a podcast or a, a web series, I'll do it. But like, this feels Horrible. Yeah, you're constantly at the mercy of a studio, you're a casting the, director, a writer, a producer, and like it's, it's, to do your own art. But that's why to, this makes me so happy. Wait, watching, waiting for the phone. Like this makes me so happy because you didn't. I don't. You were auditioning and things, right? What do you mean? Or like, no, like your. I know your first acting role was mm-hmm. Hunger Games, but you were actively pursuing oh, yeah. it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you, so you know that you can walk into and theater's different, especially yeah. musical theater is a whole other animal, but. You can walk into a room and they tell you to spin and you don't even get to say your lines or prepare. Yeah. You know, mm. like, it's like, it is such a mind fuck. And that's yeah. why I say I worry yeah. about, because I want you, like, this was such a great experience and it's not always like go. that. But I want you to continue to hold on to those possibilities that you felt, you yeah. know, that you feel, that you were like, why not? That, that approach of like, all they can say is no. That's what you have to hold on to as you pursue this, because as you start to hear the nose or you start to hear the noise, it gets it it can convince you of yes. of, of untruth. But you know what you know what's crazy Aunt, is two things. First of all, these guys are so grounded, and you guys can that's just from the outside looking in. But the fact that you guys were not obsessed with acting or loved it so much is, is such a gift because. And I almost want you guys to keep it at a distance in that way because I grew up obsessed with it. I loved it. I took that car apart piece by piece and tried to rebuild it again. And so with every loss in terms of like projects you didn't get or whatever, it hits home. It hit hard earlier on in my career. I mean, it's funny. I, I feel like 10 years in, this will be my 11th year. I'm now where you guys are in terms of just keep it, you know, keep it. If it happens, it happens. Cool. If it doesn't happen, cool. Like I'm, I've, I've gotten to a place where, like, you know, I'm not so emotionally destroyed over not getting something, or even like the nerves. In- and you're at a place where you're not financially in a position yes. where you need to take true. anything. That's true. That's true. That's also tricky that really for a lot of young creative creatives. Period. Yeah. Where they're like, I gotta yeah. work with this person that I don't want to work with, or I gotta take this job because I need to. Yeah. But go ahead. That's one thing that I also noticed is like one thing I'm young, you know, I don't have sure. a mortgage, I don't have kids. If I'm gonna take risks, I'm gonna take them now. now. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. There's that. And also the whole like you just said, like just to for it to be okay. Like my when I audition for something, I'm not 
might sound weird, but I'm not necessarily trying to book the role. I'm just trying to do what I do and have someone see it. Maybe they'll like it. Maybe they'll yes. Like it. And then you Uche, are so do brilliant. you know? Do you, you know? Do know. you know that there are actors that will go 20 years and cannot get there, to the there place are people who are writing books on the, on, on how that, to do on that. how to do that. And that is a gift to be in that <sighs> space mentally. It is a gift. Bro. I think I think it comes because growing I I always watch successful people. Right. And that's why I think I'm sitting in this room. That's why I saw that tweet. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. They all say the same thing. And there's like a, there's a, there's a, uh, like a, a, a mindset that, or a perspective on life that you got to have. It's like, I know like what the long-term goal is. Right. And I know I'm going to be patient. So in 10 years, if I can get to a place where you are, I'm fine with that, you know? So it's like I'm willing to be patient and take each audition and learn from it. You know, if I can do something, I might not get it, but they say, "Oh, I like how you did this." Then I'm, I'm winning. I'm yeah. getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, so they and actively chart that. Actively yeah. chart. That. You know, another thing is sometimes you you get into a place where you're auditioning so much that you're just throwing shit. I mean, when I was younger, you're just throwing shit on the wall just trying to see what works, but you're not actually taking an inventory of that. You know what I mean? And I mean, when I was younger, it was crazy. Like I had. Almost like shooting free throws. I had a routine on audition day. What I when I woke up, what I ate, what time I meditated, go on a three mile run, walked into the audition. I'm oh, opening yeah. the door with my right hand, and I had like a script of what I would say every time as soon as I got into the room. Da 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 da. What's my framing? How much of the room can I use? Do you think that helped you? I I think it helped me to get to a place where I can go. I can throw it away now. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like. Because that whole routine, and then one thing in that routine was off, the, re- the audition is fucked up. Mm. Because now I'm thinking about, oh, I missed step six on that list of things uh, that I did. Uh. But like, y'all just learn the lines, figure out what it is I want to do in the room, be present. And then when you leave, you leave. And if, it, if the role yeah. comes back to you, it comes back. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I, 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 I had to learn that the hard way. I shred my uh, uh, sides. Sides. I noticed Michael, Mike, Michael Jordan said he throws his away too. I said, yeah. After uh, I put something on tape, I just throw it away forever. Yeah, because like that's exactly what I did for this role. You know, I just yeah. No, I I I was stew. I will will audition for something, and for four nights, I'm like this in bed, and I'm playing the whole audition in my head over and over again. And I was like, why did I make that choice? Why the fuck did I make that choice? I can't imagine that. That's how most I've I've learned so much about like that's how we. That's yeah. Training kills you that way. I've I've listened to like so many actors' podcasts or like round tables and whatnot and like the one thing that everybody always says is what's for you will be for, will be for you. you and like i've heard that from you guys and akina everybody i'm like yeah yeah because I, I i did an audition for national treasure i didn't get it they're filming it now but like i really wanted it mm-hmm. but then again i'm like that's probably that guy's probably better in the role than i am and honestly yeah. whatever i get i'm probably is probably gonna be the best thing for that's me. it that's so it. it's like I don't know. I think I'm just lucky that like I came in and I got the first thing I did. So I'm like, that's it's easier for me to have that perspective because yeah. it's that's how it's worked for me so far. So I don't know. I I can't imagine having a routine and then having to do every, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm weird like that. I, I, I would. Like I would but I think I would, my yeah my journey was to my head off. would blow off. So was there a point for you to or were you as well, Dial, where? You did have maybe imposter syndrome where you were like, what am I doing? Now, still in it. I'd say for me too, it's like, because yeah. like I've heard like, heard stories from like you and Manish. They're like, people 
go to LA. Yeah. Mm. So it's like I was laying in my bed and I saw a tweet. Yeah. You know? And now I'm the lead of a Disney movie. It, it's crazy. People, yeah, man. people hate you. Yeah. So it's like, oh I, my God, <laughs> don't say that. I mean, it's and the truth. Shame. Now, people they do be hate us. And happy they should about be inspired. It. But there are people who have been in this business for 20 years and somebody gets You know a tweet who you should hate? You should hate the casting directors that are casting reality TV stars for fucking <laughs> real roles right. and shows and plays right. and musicals because they want to make a buck instead of actually real right. trained, talented humans. Right. But anyway, I digress. I, I definitely do feel the imposter syndrome because, bro, I was watching the NBA playoffs. I was watching the Sixers. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> don't do that. Because I was going to say it's only one African yeah. really in my heart, and it's in B. But go ahead. But bro, I'm I'm the commercials on. I go on, look at my phone. I hear the trailer. I'm like, look up and our trailer's playing on the TV. I'm like, oh, yeah. people are sending me, yo, you popped up on my YouTube ads. I'm like, yeah. this is crazy. That's wild. That I think that's a. It's like, it's still really. Surreal. Like I, I got a premiere to go to next month. Yeah, I was, I was at the gym once. I'm working out, and they play ESPN uh, on the TVs Ooh. all the time. I look up, and I see my face. Wow. Never getting so, used to. But, it, but, man. but nothing's like. And I, I think I used to tell these guys this all the time on set, which is another thing. Because yeah, I, I too suffer with imposter syndrome, big time, big, 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 big time. And I just wish there was somebody with me at that time to just tell me, no, you deserve this. Here for a reason. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. There's a lot. This is it's weird, but there's a lot about my earlier career that I don't remember because I spent so much time just being in my head and overthinking, worried and not about being it. Present. Yeah. So like, even like the Hunger Games premiere was was so overwhelming that like my memory of it is actually more terrifying. My memory of it is actually more like just terrified that I'm going to trip on the red carpet. I'm going to fall. I'm going to do this. Something's going to happen. Oh you know, I hadn't seen the movie before going into premiere. People so, you know, up the damn stairs. she planned that shit. But anyway, that's of a different course. story. Like yeah. It, she, she, I mean, it, it when works she for tripped, her brand. I was like, that's so fucking perfect. It works for her brand. Whoever orchestrated that. <laughs> I'm think, I think it's her. I think she spearheaded that. But like, obviously a, co- a co- cohort, a team had to like, she tripped and Stay it was perfect. They're human though. Fuck they it. human. Stay human. Yeah, but I was so that's, in my head about that's it. That's the lesson in all of this is like stay human. Whether you're on camera, whether you're working a nine to five, whether you do it scared, stay human and like be present and be open to asking questions and learning. Like all of this, I know people are like, when did they start interviewing movie actors and things? Like yeah. probably listening, but like this relates so much to everyday life in yeah. so many ways. I, I do want to get to... You seeing yourself on screen, mm-hmm. and I keep saying to stay close to people because I worry about all that's gonna come, all the people that start to see you, and and I'm only fancy adjacent, and I feel it when I <laughs> when my friends do shit, and I'm like adjacent to it, and they're like, "Yo, I see you didn't like I don't even remember who you are," right. so right. I'm like young, two young black men. Now you already been there, done that, so I think you're handling it well. What do you even know? What's coming? Well, here's do you the even thing. feel it already? I've heard that from multiple people. Like, yo, everything is coming. I don't. What would be? I don't see what would the hangers change. on. I don't yeah. know. Ask. Ask. Me, I, 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 I'm, I'm I very see what, like. I'm. 
I'm very like if if I want to talk to you, I'm not gonna talk to you. If I don't know you and you hit me up out of nowhere and I don't want to speak to you, I'm just, yeah, yeah. But like, you don't. Is it, I don't know. It makes me nervous thinking about it sometimes. It's like, yo, I'm gonna be out there and then there's, I'm gonna be a target for some people. There there are leeches out there, man. And like, I heard I heard Kristen Stewart say it like this one time. She said, um. One thing she misses about not being famous is she'll never make a first impression for the first time. Mm. Oh wow, that's yeah. She said, you know, she was. Like, Everybody's got a leg up on you. Yeah, you'll never make a first impression. I mean, like, there's not, there's not levels of fame, but like crazy fame. Yeah, but like she was like she's to a place where now when somebody meets you, they have a complete what they believe is a complete picture of who you are, kind of a thing. And that's mm-hmm. weird. The, the dynamic of life changes. You know what I mean? Be, you know, algorithmically, you know, the way they approach you, the way they talk to you, becomes different. And then, you know, it's real. Like, what are your intentions? Uh, my thing is I always struggle with what is this person's intention? Oh, somebody for sure. comes to me to talk to me, whatever. Definitely. That's what like, I get yeah. from you very much. Yeah, that's like yeah. me. I feel I'm like very, I, I'm, my circle is very. I, got, very I feel like I sleep with a, like a one eye open. Like whenever. Mm. Yeah. You even can fa- say whatever you want. Yeah. Even. Family, you can say yeah. it, bro. It's who not who who uh, hits me up? I don't know, like who I haven't talked to in years. Mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. like, you know, like how you doing? But what is yeah, at an arm's length. Exactly. It's like what is what, what is do you want from me? Exactly. What is your in, like? Like you just said, yeah. what is your intention? What is your goal from talking to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about in dating? Because I know you're not That's single, what but like, because I'll tell about. you, one of the craziest experiences I had, <laughs> I had oh. <laughs> years ago, and I was with. I was seeing this girl who was still dating, you know, and she wanted to show me something funny on her phone, right? But at dinner, she wanted to show me something funny on her phone. So she goes, she's like, oh, come over she here. She looked so I, up your network. Yeah. I knew it. And so she opens her browser, and that's the first thing I see. And I'm like, what? Wait, she wait, tries wait. to navigate away from me as quickly as possible. She, she had what? She had Googled what's, what's Dio Kenny's net, network. Oh. And it was just like, man. <laughs> what wow. did you say? How did you handle it? I didn't even, we didn't even discuss it. Oh, you acted like you didn't yeah. see it? Because yeah. you're so, it was, that's what I'm saying, media training yeah. was like, all right, I'm going to finish this date. Yeah, I did. So she she did the whole thing and I saw it and I was like, What wow. would have happened if you would have said something? I have like, no why idea. Did you, I encourage that. Here's the thing. It happened so, it was so, I, my, my brain was not even ready for it. So like by the time she had navigated away, I'm still processing, did I see what like, I just saw? Just? Yeah. And then my brain is going, what does that mean? Like. And then it's weird because, I, you know, there's a part of me that I, I want to see the best in people. I always do. Mm-hmm. And, I would go, and I would think to myself, okay, if I had a date with Rihanna, would I not look this up? You know what I mean? Like, no. If, if, I, had a date, Why? if, I, if I had a date with somebody that was very, very famous. I would, Why would you look it up? Why would I look it up? Well, that's my question. Why are we doing that? I don't, Why that? I don't I know. Here's the Why thing, are I, we I, so I, fucking weird? Here's the thing. I have to put myself... Actually, I'll flip it. I have to put myself in a woman's shoes. And I do believe that maybe it's changing. Times are changing. But, like, women care about what a man makes. Jay, would you a do that women, if you were going on if a If he date, was famous. Would you look up his net worth before you went? <laughs> that's, I don't even think it would be that's accurate. That's a red flag. Sorry. No. I, I mean. I, well, it was, it was for me because the date was over after that because I felt very uncomfortable with it. But I'm the kind of person. I think it just comes from being, I don't know, an observer or, you know, I just, and I wanted to see the best in people. I just wanted it to not be what it was. 
so mm. badly. I swear to God. I swear, I swear, I swear. And I just, I don't know. I try to find an excuse for it. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, we talk about athlete salaries all the time. There's fours. I try yeah, to make a thing about it, but like this was somebody who was, yeah, exploited or wanted to find an angle, wanted to find a way. Yeah. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. Or so as, who, as the single, as the single up and comer, how do you feel? I mean, right now I'm, I'm a 20. I'm not serious. Settle down with. Exactly. That's why I'm like, as you play and explore and meet people, I'm, it makes it a little, it does it, does it? I don't know. I don't want to put words in your I mean, mouth. Yeah. What you're saying makes complete sense. You know, who knows what the future holds? What will happen to me in five years? What'll, what I'll, I don't know, but like when it comes to that, honestly, it's I never really thought about that. I'll be honest, I mm. never, I never, I, I, never or I think about it a lot, and it it, it makes me nervous because even now, there's people f- who know I don't like you for this specific reason, yet and still, it's like, yo, you deserve this, bro. I know we haven't talked in a while. It's like, mm, come yeah, on, what's, man. what's really happening here? Come on, man, you know what you're doing. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a bigger pet peeve of mine. I'm actually okay with that because there might be a there might be it a may truth. have shifted. Yes, a shift might have happened. There's, the one I hate the most in life in general is when I meet somebody for the first time and that they don't know me. That they don't know you? Yes. What do you mean? Like they act like, oh, how you doing? Your name is what? Dio. Well, I have to be honest. Yeah. I don't know shit about shit. I walk into spaces. Yeah. I just did it because I'm fancy adjacent with my <laughs> right. girlfriend Mandy and right. them. And she was like, you don't know? And I was like... No, that's fine. No, that- I did it, and I wasn't trying to be smart, <laughs> but I, but I don't know tell. this for no, 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 his thing. That's totally fine. The people you don't know, you can meet... My, mother, my father did not know who Jennifer Lawrence was. The first time my father met Jennifer Lawrence on set, he literally asked her, so what do you do? I love it. <laughs> and did. I'm sure she loved it. And she, she had not heard that. She looked to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, you know, my dad is meeting people. Oh, wonderful to meet you. It's so good to be here. So I, I dad, this is, a, this is Jennifer right here. Oh, wonderful. And what do you do? I love it. That's <laughs> and she, me. And she looked at me. She said, she said I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I said, yeah, she's the lead. She, she, she had never encountered somebody <laughs> like that before. So he was like, oh, you're the one carrying this picture. Wonderful. Wonderful. Your parents must be proud. Like my dad was, so, he's but, so clueless about this world. But I, my I, dad is too, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's cool. And like I'm fine with that. Like, what you mean people meeting people who, who don't know me? But when somebody meets me and to, for I don't know power dynamics or whatever, they pretend oh, they see. don't know who I am, and they're meeting me for the first time and like, oh, your name is Oda. And then later on in conversation, like, oh yeah, I remember when I saw you and da 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 da. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Ah. Like, how would you okay. like? If you walk so in, clearly you're playing some kind of game. Immediately my walls go up because I just feel like I think sometimes some yeah, you can yeah, you can very humbly meet somebody like oh dar yeah you know I'm you're just I, like I think your you're just speaking to insincerity yeah, like I did yes I insincerity you. in general I was like yeah I know you yeah like when I, I remember that very clearly when Raul met me for the first time like, oh yeah you played da, 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 da. that was really really cool and you don't have to be weird about it and yeah. and what I've noticed with artists in general we make art for people a, a lot of artists and so. My thing is like no matter who a person is, if if I know their work or whatever, it's cool to tell that person you like their work. I don't know if people are so weird about like, oh, I don't want to be whatever around quote unquote celebrities. It's like, no, like if I met LeBron James, I'm gonna be like, bro, you're an incredible basketball player. Yeah, of course. And just be real about it. You don't have to be a groupie or on somebody's dick or whatever. Like you could just be very cool and calm and then leave. 
I think the problem, <laughs> I think the problem sense. is like you'll meet, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio or something. Like, bro, I really loved you. Da da da. Cool. And then now you want to be his best friend in his <laughs> ear the whole night. No, no, no. Yeah, Tell yeah, him yeah. what you need and leave. Yep. Like, so I think I don't know. I'm just cognizant of stuff like yeah. that. I okay. want to ask um, Dio if you had any advice for your younger self, and it does not have to be related to acting. Mm. Because obviously everything within acting is relatable to life. Yeah. What would it be? Fear won't kill you. Elaborate. I I, I spent way too much of my life being afraid. How did you work through that? I'm still working through it. I'm still working through it. I mean, to me, the biggest shift was, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. And it's also one of those things, this comes up in Gentlemental Vibes a lot, which is um, growing up Nigerian, like, they would tell you men don't feel fear, which is crazy. I grew up thinking I was we- I'm, I'm, I was dysfunctional because I looked around and all my niggas was fearless constantly. That's just like, huh? Were they though? Yeah, were they though? Mm. Of course they weren't. You know what I'm saying? So it's there's a lot of there, there's a lot of drinking poison when you don't know how to adequately deal with fear and learning that fear fear is fuel. You know what I'm saying? And if you channel fear well, oh my God, it could be a catalyst for an amazing life. And I think I was doing it subconsciously because like there's so many things that I did in life that I would just I'm I'm I know the feeling of it, but I can't I can't let it defeat me. So I was doing it, but I was I thought I was doing it as a dysfunction. But like you had a handicap. Yeah, not knowing. No, this is what everybody in life is doing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then that's that's insane. Yeah, you know, it's like courage is not courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is feeling fear, but going it anyway. And it's one thing to know that and do it. It's another thing to not know about it and think that you have this crazy handicap. That so the first step is admitting that yeah, you have fear. That you have fear. I, I, like you said, I think, I think it could be it could be good to have fear. Yeah, it's because sometimes, like you just said, fear protects you too. Yeah. Yes, don't absolutely. Sometimes I'll be. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll do, you should be very afraid. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do things because I'm afraid. You know. Yeah. It's, it's good just to get for it your exactly. Yeah. It's good for your mind yeah. too. But like, when I was younger, I it, it definitely handicapped me in the sense that like, yes, there was a part of me that would go the distance, but there was a, there were a lot of things I didn't experience in life because of fear. I, I always kept myself at the outside of life. So yeah, so just to be like, yo, if you're afraid, it's cool. Everybody, everybody here is afraid. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing weird. Um, was a big one for me growing up, and just like, um, like, and I mean, it, it all rolls into each other. But like, just the idea that like your mistakes are not the end of you. You know, it's a very trite, very simple thing, but like. You know, I get I get serious hangups on mistakes. And you, you all were talking about you want to make sure you don't say the wrong thing and this and that. And I I I know that the world is cruel and they don't offer space for yeah, growth and the cancel for black cultures, men, especially for black. You yeah. y'all better not say nothing wrong right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I hope that we all the listeners recognize how human. You all are, yeah. even when you you go and see the movie and you see it, you know, on on your screens, and you're like, I, I think that there's a way that we disconnect yeah. from from each other's humanity and don't offer that. So, like, if you do misstep, yeah. you know, let us help you not have that fear at yeah. the very least. You can be afraid of everything else, 
but let us like lovingly hold you accountable yeah. and know like you're gonna fuck up because you're human. Yeah, we just get to watch it. Yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the, the, listen, this there are girls I asked out in middle school that I'm still hung up on. Like, like the idea, like, yo, my life is over, like, bro. Like, uh, I'm dead ass. Are you? No, no, no. Are you better be in therapy? Uh huh. Are you talking? I am about? Oh, Okay. Good. Oh no, I'm no, I'm, I'm no, I'm not really hung up on. What I mean is like if I'm not doing the, <laughs> but if, you're I if, I, if I haven't been doing the work on myself, I would be having serious problems okay. about it. But no, I'm cool now. But what I'm trying to say is like just the idea of like mis- your mistakes, especially when you're young, your mistakes do not define you. Yeah, at I, all. I connect with it's like all. that's the biggest excuse to make as many mistakes as you want. Yeah, youth. You know? Youth, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I don't. In I, a good way. I'm like you. I don't subscribe. I, if I make a mistake, I'm ready to die. I to say all this, I'm ready. but yes. I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't. For me, yeah. I have a lot of shame, man. Yeah. Like there's embarrassing things that have happened in high school that I still think about. Yeah. Oh, let's, right. let's oh ask God. that because right. I'm asking you all. But, but, it's, but it's so all crazy right. because just the idea, the idea that you are the only one on earth that's still hung up on this shit. People yes. have moved on with their <laughs> lives. I, you know I, I, mean? I can yeah, still know that and still be like. I can't believe I did that. Did that. Like, yeah. yo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I remember in high school. Yeah. We, oh. <laughs> Jesus. He is out. reliving it it's right like, now. Let it out. It's like it happened yesterday, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, we had this first period, like, in the beginning of the day when you, you get off the buses, you go into the tutorial, right? You, I'm sitting with my friends and whatnot. One of my friends sees me looking across the cafeteria at this girl. He's like, who are you looking at? He decides to go up, walk over there, right? Like, hey, my boy is, is looking at you. He gets the wrong one, but this girl's still beautiful, right? Yeah. She she's like, over. ew, ugly. No, no, no. She I'm comes kidding, over and she's like, waiting for me to ask for her number, right? Yeah. I freeze up. I say nothing. <laughs> no. Not a damn Come on, thing. Rob. She just stands there. I just kind of sit there. She threw the oop. The whole table's staring at me, bro. She walks away. I feel... <laughs> oh! But you've already... I feel like you've already overcome some of that. Because that, that to me, Fuck translates that, yeah. to you being like, here's this opportunity to do yeah. this movie, and Man. you almost walked away. That yeah. was the last time yeah. I... I, I Ever you? you were I'm like, more afraid yeah. of that than afraid of her being like, "No, you can't have it." That's, Absolutely, that was just that a, was a lesson. Did, do you I've see what you just? Again. That's a gem that you just dropped. I'm more code. afraid of like the regret of the yes. missed that's opportunity and not life. showing yes. up yeah. as myself yeah. and like just going for it and possibly failing yeah. than playing it safe. That, that's the way than regret it. That's the way like, I, I perceive like like I never want me personally. I never wanted to work a nine. I knew after like my sophomore year of high school, I didn't, I, I didn't, wasn't going to graduate. And don't ever do it. Yeah. I, but having a Nigerian dad, you must go through. Yes, of course. You know? yeah. So it's like for me, I, I'd rather not. Uh, I'd rather not be alive. Like, because like that's torturous to me. Because like I know personally, I feel like I, I, I can, I'm capable of doing something that I love, something that I created. You know, and. Les Brown, he had a, a quote. It was like, um, Les Brown. Love huh? Les Brown. Yeah, I, I love that dude too. Man. He had a quote. It was like, you're laying on your deathbed and you have all the, the dreams of the, the, the book you never wrote or the, the yeah. movie you never created or the, what, this you never did. And now, instead of you go, going after those things, now they have to die. Yeah. He says um, all the time, Les Brown oh. says, he says, the, he says uh, the wealthiest place on earth is a graveyard. Mm, yeah, they said people die. Yeah. 
most people die of mediocrity because yeah. of fear. Fear of either failure yep. or fear of success and you can't handle it. Yeah. You know, like that that dude drops. He drops a wow. lot of jumps. Love that guy. But yeah, regret. I in in I'm not gonna say the project, but I remember I was up for a project years ago, 2015. It was the biggest project I've ever, ever been a part of in my life. And I got down to the very last audition, right? <laughs> the very last um uh screen test for it. And then when that happened, I was so terrified to go to see it through. Terrified, terrified. And then I got booked. I got another role. And when I got that role, the studio was like, oh, if you're going to do that, then you can't test for this project. Right? Really? Yeah. Because both, both projects were going to be filming at the same time. So they were like, you're going to have to pick which one. And it was like, oh, I already have this one. It's already in my hand. I have it. Or I could lose this. Or the possibility of testing for something I really mm. What did you do? I took the, I took the bird in the hand and I regret it. I regretted it big time because I never know if I could have got it or not. You never know. I, I I I gave up on somebody else's terms, not my terms, and that ate me for a long time. So till today, I don't care what money it's money involved, who's directing, who's producing, who's a part of it, whatever the auspices around the project is. Do I want to do it? Is that what I want to do? And that's the only decision that that moves me. I swear, like, and it's funny because when I made that decision, like, financially, I've been okay. Because that's the biggest fear is like, oh, my God, like, you're going to pass up on something. I remember, like, I just have to be completely transparent. I passed on a, on a TV show. I won't say what show it is. It's on air right now. And that show shoots about 25 episodes a year. Oh, that's, that's syndicated. Oh, it is going to be syndicated. And I'm telling you, I would have been making upwards of $2 million a year. But the project is bullshit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. The character is nonsense. Yeah. Like, it just, it just was not, you know, I could even say the title of the show, and you guys probably don't even watch the show. That's how so far removed from the, it is a, it is a conveyor belt TV show. Ah. It is cons- just we make the show for you to binge and consume while you get off your nine to five and go home and eat a TV. That reminds me of a lot of. And I was just like, I'm not going to do that. And I remember my agents were like, "It's interesting." I'm, I'm okay. In, I'm- <laughs> you know, because they have to agree with you. But I remember, I remember one of my agents, Brian. I, I feel like he was. I feel like he had the itch to try to talk me into it, but I had already made a mandate with my team. I was like, "I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond this." Because you can, I know, I have friends today, and. I know friends today who are on TV shows that are making great money that hate themselves. Yeah. I, I swear to God. I, I it's funny how I I struggle because a lot of people from my past are like, you should be what are you doing? Like, mm. why aren't we seeing you? Right. You you are better than these people that we see. And I'm like, don't do that. But <laughs> I'm I always had this, I don't feel free. And then yeah. I went and was like, okay, I'm gonna pursue building my own brand, brand and doing yeah. this work so that I can feel free. In order to do that, you have to fund it. So now I have this nine to five that is very demanding. Yeah. And I've never felt more in jail. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm right back. Yeah. I'm right back because I'm I have to somehow make the money to help support it and the brand is making money now but not enough for us to like really get it to where we want it to go and so now I have these opportunities and I have like a different job offer that would probably be more as demanding Mm -hmm. but it's still a nine to five still there's a lot of flexibility there but it's more creative 
Right. So I'm like, mm, maybe. And then I have this opportunity that's looming where people are like, well, we might want to produce a podcast with you. Might. We want to test. We wanted this. And then there's money on the table for that. Right. But I'm like, do I leave this thing? Like, I'm trying to navigate, yeah. like, what do I do? You read The, you read the Alchemist? By yeah. Paulo Coelho. Yeah. So you're you're in your uh, you're in the crystal shop, right? Yes, now. I'm trying to yeah, navigate I read this it. Book. Yeah. I hear so much about oh, yeah. it. You should, read. and it's an easy read, yeah. and they got it on audiobook too. So if you just want to drive and yeah. listen, to it, you could do that. Yeah. But like, I'm at I'm at that place. Yeah. Where I'm like, you either gonna fucking shit or get off the pot, and yeah. you've moved. I, I, and I I struggle with figuring out: mm-hmm. Are you moving? With fear, yeah, or are you being responsible, or are you, right. or, or are you actually making sound decisions right. because you see the end goal, right? And you're like, like the job that I'm at now has done nothing but help me grow right. this fucking brand. Right. I have learned so much that right. I and I steal it, and I'm like, okay, we gonna do this, this yeah. Um, but it is so for me, for the people who are listening, who are like, I don't know if I'm moving in fear or if I'm making okay. the right decisions. I feel you. I I hardly ever have any answers on this show. Just more questions. Yeah. But I feel you. I just hope you yeah. feel seen. That's yeah. it, because I get it too. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's dwelling on the end result. It's dwelling on the end result, hard. man. Like, cause and then there are little the little gems along the way that just remind you that you're in the right place. It's so crazy. I remember the I, when I took acting for the, the very first acting class I ever took was as a, as an elective in college. At this point, I'd given up on acting. Like I used to act when I was in high school. I used to do plays and all that stuff. And then when I went to college, I was like, all right, I'm going to put that aside and we're going to focus on getting a degree that you can use. Um, and this was like after I tried to convince my folks that I want to leave to become an actor from high school and they kind of said, you have to go to college. I just couldn't imagine my enthusiasm staying that long. So when I was in college, acting was nowhere to be found. And I remember as a senior in college, I took this class. It was Acting 101 with this, this guy who was a teacher he had left. He well. He was in. He had gone to the same school, and then he had gone to Chicago to to do improv. That's where everybody goes. To, you know, SNL. They pick people from Chicago. So he had gone there to do improv, and then he would come back and just like electively teach this acting one hundred and one. Basically, you've, you're done with your major, and you just have a few extra like elective spaces. So they had this class that he would do, and he so like reinvigorated the passion, the fire for acting in me that I was like, whoa, okay, I wanna I wanna give this thing. Shot. I want to give it a, tr- a chance, like a try, and it was just like things that he told me in that class about, dude, you got it. Like you really have the goods. Like you're so present. You're so this. You're so a lot. Like just that was the fuel that kept me going. Sometimes where you've gone on eighty auditions and you go, what the fuck is happening? Like why am I here? And like, yo, what's that Apple number again? <laughs> who was that? Who was that recruiter that I talked? Like it was so bad. But like, yeah, like. Like sometimes when when people give you, when people talk about your work and there's nothing in it for them, like, and they mean that shit, believe them. Because sometimes like the the bad talk, the self-talk that you do to yourself can be so detrimental that like you can get 50 compliments about what you do and one compliment or one thing that you think about yourself doesn't work out. Just eat yourself up. But yeah, man, shout out to Steven. I have one Final question for you two. Mm-hmm. How are you going to continue to embrace the possibility and to show up selves fully committed and in life? Life, how are we going to do that? I don't know. I feel like, honestly, 
I feel like I'm just like figuring everything out as I go, but uh, I think everybody's doing that to be honest. Yes. Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember I used to think like adults had everything figured out. And of course. Shit. It's like, yeah. no. <laughs> like, adults have been capping. Improvising, like when you get here, you're like, I don't know shit. What am I doing? I Everybody's a, just pretending, man. So fact, honestly, yeah, yeah. I really do think I'm just gonna figure out as it goes. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's not the best plan, but if anything, my thing is like, like just to go because because to really answer your question, right? Like dwelling on the end result, dwelling on the end result. But having that end result just be a target, you know, like I, I'm so, cause I, you know, I believe in manifestation. I believe in mm-hmm. that. I believe in, you know, writing down your goals and going after it, you know, but there's also a part of it where I, I feel like, you know, the hero's journey is not about learning what you want in life. The hero's journey is really about learning what you need in life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the greatest stories in life is about a hero chasing something and then realizing that's that what they're what chasing I... is not what they really wanted all along. So, like, I, if anything, as I, the older I get, I realize, okay, I'm going to set a target. I want to do this. You know, let's make it practical. I want to work. I want to be in Marvel with Kevin Feige, or I want to work with Ryan Coogler or Ava DuVernay, or all these amazing people. And then you have an idea what that perfect role would look like, what it would feel like. And it's like, you know, Ava DuVernay had to start somewhere. Yeah. And so, if I say in ten years I want to star in a movie with Ava DuVernay. The next Ava DuVernay is going to be there in 10 years. And when you get to her, you're not going to recognize it. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh. Because you're shooting. Like, right now, I'm targeting the people who are hot now. But it's like the next Kugler hasn't even started. It has, yeah, it doesn't allow you to be present. So my thing is, like, I'll set a goal and forget the goal. Set it there. That's what I want to do. I want to whatever. And then just project to project, script to script, just, like, you know, and and actually enjoy the audition process. Like you get to act, you get to do something fun, create a character, like go all the way. Up until maybe two years ago, I wouldn't dress up for my auditions. Like if I'm playing a doctor, I was like, that's stupid. I'm not gonna come in with a stethoscope around my neck. And it's like, why? I actually had to ask myself that, like, why? Like, don't have a good reason, do you? I had none. <laughs> I had none. I remember somebody asked me that. I was like, why don't you do that? Like. You know, I think I went to, I, I, when I auditioned for Inglorious Bastards years ago, and I remember not Inglorious Bastards for Django Unchained. Oh, and I remember we get in there, and there was a guy who came dressed as a slave. I'm pretty sure he didn't shower for like two days, and he had like rice cloth, and, and I was like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" Like, you know, I just thought it was like a bit extra. Like, you're he got the part, committed. Mm-hmm. He was committed, and I don't know why that always annoyed me. I was like. Because it feels like you're tap dancing a little bit. Right. And I don't like that. Well, if you're not fully committed, you are tap dancing. If you are fully committed, then you're just doing it. Exactly. And that guy was just doing it. And I was like, I'm I'm a bullshitter. I'm bullshitting. Everybody in there is like, Yeah. And And he didn't give a fuck. He said, I'm committed. That's he was committed. So I was like, Yeah, yeah, are you do are you using every part of the buffalo, you know, day to day? Yeah. What about you, Jay? How are you gonna be open to the possibilities? Go all in. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just trying right now to learn as much. Trying to, I'm watching movies, I'm studying scenes. Um, I just signed up for a class uh, that starts next month. I'm trying. I ask dial questions. I, I'm, I'm trying to do as much as I can to improve, and uh, honestly, just take full advantage of trying to. 
you know, like Ralph said, figure it out as I go. You know, I have a a goal, like a vision overall, of like what I want. Like deep down, all all what it really is 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 just happiness mm. in the end. And it's really what what makes you happy. You know, that's different for everybody. But I feel like every human, that's what they deserve. Yeah, and uh, that's what you should really strive for. You know, so what makes me happy would just be able to, you know, just. Freedom, like I said, I don't want. I, I feel like if I was you know, working like a, a normal life, just conforming to society, I wouldn't, wouldn't be fulfilled. You know, I just wanna, I wanna have some type of. I wanna look at my life and be like, yeah, that ownership of your life. Yeah, you know, I don't wanna look back and be like, damn, I wish I saw that tweet and did something about it. Yeah. Oh, With that, that would be crazy, because there are people out there who probably did. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's and people out there who are probably more qualified for this part. For this and part than and me. and showed up. what was meant for them that wasn't meant for them. That right. they were what was meant for them was the hard lesson of right. answer the tweet, right? right. Mm. I just think show up, man. Just show up. There's yeah, a man. quote from Tracy Ellis Ross that I think is um, perfect for this, and she I love it. And she says, "I am learning every day to allow the space between where I am and where I want to be to inspire me instead of terrify me." Yeah. So enjoying that process, yeah. enjoying the ride, you know, it's like I think you were thrust onto the ride and now like your seatbelt's yeah. on, it already went and you're like in the middle of the the roller coaster and it's like be present. Yeah. Feel the wind in your hair, yeah. feel the seat below you, yeah. step you know. One step yeah. I, I please plug the movie. Please tell us where we can watch it, when we can watch it. I don't yeah. know who's best to do that. Rise is coming up. <laughs> be sure to catch Disney Rise on June 24th on Disney Plus and I'm Uche Gara I play Giannis Antetokounmpo Dio Kenny I play Charles Antetokounmpo I'm Rala Gara I play Thanasis Antetokounmpo there you go there you go alright y'all so thank you so much I'm honored I, I am so proud of y'all I'm so happy I feel inspired by you and yeah with that we are out Yo. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs>